Uh, welcome back, Steve. Or did you introduce yeah. it and say welcome back, everyone, to another Eat Speak podcast? I didn't actually say it that way. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Okay. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> We're, I, I, I'm, I'm glad to be here for another Eat Speak podcast. I'm Bud Kennedy. Joining as Steve Wilson, Adam and Jones, our, you know, and our guest today. You know, uh, we, you know, we're always thrilled when we have one of the best restaurateurs in Fort Worth, one of the most proven restaurateurs in Fort Worth, and when he has the new restaurant to tell us about. So, uh, Adam, I know you and Steve have already been talking while I was having my, you know, whatever that little blip was, but tell us more about 61 Osteria. Well, the, of course, we can go back and forth with the name. I like to use Oysteria, 61 Oysteria. It is known as 61. Um, obviously, I'm very excited. It's it's still a ways away. It's probably third quarter of 2022 before we're actually open. Um, the lease is ready to go. The building's ready to go. The building was actually completed in 1961, hence the name 61. So uh, the partnership is with uh, Glenn Darden and family, and I'm very excited to get the process started. Now, this is something, this is almost full circle for you. You came to Fort Worth how long ago again, running an Italian restaurant? Well, it's been 30 years ago. I joined the Baracco family to open up Prego's in Sundance Square. And it was, I moved to town. I knew one person. It was a fraternity brother of mine who happened to work for the Star-Telegram. And I was, I've met one or two people since then. And I just have fallen in love with Fort Worth. And it is definitely home. Well, now, you've had such a success with Grace, and that's in the middle of downtown. You've had the benefit of being able to be part of the, the growth of the convention business and the downtown business. You're not at the convention center. You're not at Sunday and Square. You're in between. But this is kind of off that beaten path. This is off Main Street a little bit. Tell us about opening a restaurant on the west edge of downtown and uh, who you'll be serving uh, sure. the, with this Italian restaurant. What's interesting about the location is I actually lost my location I'm at with Grace uh, back in 2006, and I looked at this space very seriously about doing it back then. Obviously, I'm very happy that I landed here. I think Main Street was the best place at the time for Grace. As our town has grown, I mean, when I moved here, we were the 30th largest city. We're now the 12th largest city in the nation. Our town is definitely more spread out. The west side of downtown, where we're going to be at a 500 West 7th, it needs a lunch spot. It needs a dinner spot. It's got a great patio. Valet access is fantastic. You come right off either Cherry Street, the interstate, the Chisholm Tollway, or come off 7th. You're right into downtown. I'm the first stop before you hit any of the traffic. So it makes it very comfortable for an easy location for the clients to get to. Now, what made you decide to make this an Italian restaurant? Well, Italian has kind of been always part of my dream. When I was leaving Del Frisco's before I started Grace, I had two years to really think about a lot of things. And I went to Italy for 30 days and literally went the entire country from Venice to, uh, to, to Capri and trying Italian food. It was just remarkable. It's two, three, four well-processed well, well ingredients that make a fantastic dish. And there's been so much interest in Italian food lately. Uh, particularly with the Stanley Tucci show on CNN. Uh, is that, have you seen more oh, interest? He's, well, first of all, Tucci's been fantastic. It's kind of what Food Network did for us in the food business years ago. He's just given 
you just so much more charm and uh, charisma to the food movement. Italian is probably the number one chosen quote unquote foreign food. And there's a, you know, all sorts of range of American Italian, red and white tablecloth, pizza to well-made uh, ingredients from a culinary talent like Chef Blaine Staniford. Well, now, when people talk about Italian restaurants in Fort Worth, they're going to ask, well, are you going to be like Taverna was, or are you going to be like the new El Moto and the Kempton? You know, where do you fit in? You know, every you know, province of Italy has its own. Uh, yeah, exactly. Not, I'm not gonna, so I don't want to be north. Do I don't want to be south. I want to be well-made ingredients, well-chosen uh, grains and flours to make pastas, fresh produce, pick what the season has, and put the Italian flair to it. I mean, my biggest thing I think of is the demise of La Piazza. Vito was a dear friend of mine for years. I loved his concept. I think it was very much in favor in Fort Worth. I'm not going to be a La Piazza, but I think I would lean more to his specialty dishes, the way he did his veal, how he made his meatballs. Um, Taverna, I think, you know, he did a fantastic job here for 10 years, and I'm going to be a step up from what Taverna did. Uh, yeah, that, that was a Lombardi restaurant. So. Right. Lombardi is, I mean, an outstanding restaurateur has done it as long, if not longer than me. And it, it's kind of served its life and COVID took it down. Well, now you mentioned La Piazza. That's that's quite a nod to the oh, Italian restaurant in the cultural district that, you know, it, we used to list the big four restaurants in Fort Worth. We listed, you know, La Piazza, Grace, uh, Ellerby and San Emilion, now Paris sure. 7th. And uh, when La Piazza fell out of that, uh, you know, and Vito decided to retire, it was a it right. was a tremendous loss. Uh, you know, you were doing it sounds like a more uh, updated version of, of La Piazza. One of the things about being downtown is Monday through Friday lunch needs to still be reasonable to handle all the different levels of clientele. My dinner is going to be much more sophisticated and they will offer Italian brunch on Saturday, Sunday with a Sunday supper. So there's going to be a little of a mixture of that restaurant. Unlike Grace that I just do for dinner, I want both lunch and dinner at 61. Well, everybody out there now is saying, what is he going to serve? Tell us about some of the food. What's going to be on the menu? I mean, what you got? Well, what's funny about it is, unfortunately, I thought Blaine was going to join us and his first day of vacation was today. So I'm missing my culinary talent. Test Kitchen just hasn't even started yet. Test Kitchen is still weeks away before we even start. But the basics of it is we we now already make our own homemade pastas here. Blaine is able to secure great grains, great flours to make great pasta. That, that tradition will continue. And then it's more of using our local from our mushroom farmer, our tomato farmers, any of the vegetables we can get in, uh, a wood-burning hearth to cook both the meat proteins the vegetable proteins, the fish proteins. He will have a rotisserie to do chicken. It's still all in that development stage. And when it pops out in the end, Forward's going to be thrilled. You said you've done a lot of market research on Italian food. Oh, yeah. I've Outside of traveling Italy, I've been coast to coast, north, south, east, and west. I love my job of trying restaurants. And, you know, if I think of uh, Oysteria Mozzo in L.A., um, uh, DeMarco down in Houston. There's so many. Um, Michael White up in New York uh, that does a fantastic job. There's one of your customers coming out. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, That's what happens when we do a show downtown. When we do it live. Now tell us about uh, you know some of the, the, the way you'll design the dining room. I, 
I liked what you said. You mentioned the magical words mid-century modern, and you know, what yes. do you plan to do with the design? Well, what's nice is it's the building was finished in 61. I am a mid-century fan. I was born in 61. I love the mid-century, really clean line. If you think of uh, uh, Mies van der Rohe and Philip Johnson when they designed the Four Seasons back in 1959, it's just it's clean looks, clean lines, comfortable, good lighting, quality air conditioning. You can see the lines of this building now. What you can't see if you do it up close is this huge 3,000 square foot terrace patio. So there's going to be a nice patio, a very comfortable bar, and a very those comfortable are the, Those are the Noguchi sculptures out front. Noguchi's right out front. And there's the, the, uh, the Noguchi the, the, uh, garden that you had on one of your uh, photos is actually going to be the seating area for uh, cocktails. Okay. Yeah, there was originally like a, a, a desert garden yeah. along with the Noguchi sculptures and the, the, the Noguchi sculptures remain. And then they're augmenting that with some other, uh, you know, making it more a garden and then you'll have a, a cocktail area too. So Right. Where the garden was, we're going to have loose seating chairs for, uh, for happy hour and then through the evening for people to relax outside on the patio. And we don't want to make it sound like you're taking out the garden i mean things have changed no no no, no. it's that, that property that garden was removed ago. years ago and it's yeah. all uh uh mr darden has already done the, the granite finish on the patio etc it is just gorgeous now, i don't know i i think if i opened a restaurant there i would have been tempted to name it briefcase man that's really the landmark that everybody will know you by isn't it well the brofsky the sculpture that's across the street in Burkburnett park is outstanding and it just shadows over the restaurant and it's gorgeous those 18 foot glass windows i mean it is such a feel i feel like it's a little mini new york because we have such a feel there with the sculptures with the garden with the open space it's i would call it's our central park it's uh, the Burkburnett park is a, a, i think sometimes an underused icon i love that park it's so well maintained and so well taken care of and and talk about uh, a little bit more about the italian market here and, and i mean we also have you know Gemelli, piatello uh you know I, working very hard and, and they're you know and el moto uh, across the street from grace i mean i think they're all i have a nod to all of them i think they all have a purpose and a reason we want to turn it up a notch. We want to give, you know, I want to open those great bottles of Barolo and Barbaresco, and we want to enjoy a good meal. I'll mention here, you know, on startelegram.com slash eatspeed, you can read about the expansion at Gemelli. The Hotel Auto is mm -hmm. open there now. And so that's now a uh, kind of a mini resort where you have a, a hotel with a swimming pool adjacent to the Gemelli patio, and your guests can come in from out of town. They can stay in the Hotel Auto. Uh, swim there, dine there, and it's uh, you know the only you know place facility of that type in the cultural district near West Side area. So Tim Love has taken what started out as a, a pasta restaurant known for Detroit style pizza and expanded it into into a uh, travel resort. It's kind of remarkable. Yeah. yeah, Tim's a Tim's a dear friend. I think you know that Emily, his wife, was Emily Luna, worked for me years and years ago before they got married. So we've had a great relationship for years. Yeah. Um, and I wish him continued success. Yeah, they, they, they've gotten off to a good start. And, and uh, you know, she's a, a great partner for him and helped him a great deal. They, totally uh, uh, they're doing they, breakfast um, there too, right? And they, they're having breakfast. Uh, obviously, yeah. we, we'll have Tim come on and talk about it too. But, but <laughs> Jamelli added breakfast now since they're a all-day hotel. They have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it is a little bit more of a leisurely hotel uh, it's not like a St. Cecilia, but it's 
it's a really cool hip little place for like for you to have guests stay and have coffee. A little Austin vibe. I really like what he's doing. A little bit of an Austin vibe and two dollar coffee. You can't beat that. So, Just yeah. like Joe's. These 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 days, that's a good deal. Adam, we should talk about uh, the other big news at Grace around this time of year, and that is always DFW Restaurant Week, supporting yep. the Lena Popo. And you you have another uh, you know menu of Restaurant Week specials. Have have reservations gotten off to a good kick? Or reservations have already been ringing. Chef put a menu together. My wine guys still need to add the wine, and it'll go live this weekend here at Grace on uh, uh, GraceFortWork.com. This is my 25th restaurant week, and I've enjoyed all of them. I mean, back in the original days, it was me and a handful of people, and now it's, for the most part, the entire city. And Lena Pope has been a fantastic partner for us on restaurant week. Yeah, it's a $49 menu, and what We're, dates are you doing at the the, we're doing week. it for four, for four weeks. You're doing it the full month of August. Mm-hmm. So the, it starts the second week of August and actually lasts over up until Labor right. Day. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, you know, this is a promotion that gets people in the restaurants in the hot part of the summer. It also gets people out to try new restaurants that they might come back to. And it also helps support the Lena Pope Home and uh, children's counseling, family counseling, and, you know, family charities in Fort Worth. Um, there are, I think, about 20 restaurants in Fort Worth that are on Restaurant Week this year. Uh, some of the, um, you know, some of the, you know, John Bonnell and his, both his Bonnells yep. and Waters are on it. So you have some of the, you know, most prominent restaurateurs are, are in the game. And, you know, it's a, it's a great way to get out and, you know, shop around, try different restaurants. The dinner costs $39 to $49, uh, depending on the restaurant. And there are also $19 lunches. At a couple of places over in Clear Fork, so you can uh, you can you know try the restaurant that you wished you could go to, but that always looked too expensive. You know they have specials during Restaurant Week. Grace never looks too expensive. Well, never it, too expensive, but this is actually a very good deal for Grace. And yeah, I've got some clients that come see me every year this year this this month for Restaurant Week, and they're just they're they're outstanding. I love seeing them every year. And it's great to support you've raised. You know, I bet on your own. You've probably helped raise several hundred thousand dollars for Lena Pope. Several. I mean, from the highs of twenty five thousand to yeah. ten thousand. I mean, it's every year has been a good check, which which I'm very happy for. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, Steve, did you have any questions? I'm sorry, I've been rattling on here. About no, I meant uh, you know the restaurant week. Uh, I always see it as some place, uh, a time when you can go to a really nice restaurant, check it out with a set price, and then say hey i think this will be a good place for my anniversary or something like that so that's kind of that's that's kind of how i've always used it this kind of adam what are your tips for how people should choose a restaurant and order on restaurant week when they're well i think the best thing about restaurant week we are now on resi as opposed to open table i was open table for years resi is done through your cell number just book in and come in and enjoy the restaurant week menu is offered to everybody that dines. It's not, if you didn't ask for it when you made your reservation, don't worry. If you come into my restaurant, you are welcome to have it during the four week period. And it's a great alternative. We do match wines with it. If you wish, it is your option. If you don't, that is fine also. It's really up to the client. I have some clients that do restaurant week and some that would rather have the regular menu. And we're just here to take care of our desk. I tell people to look at the menus first. Uh, some restaurants do a more limited menu than others, uh, and um, you know, and always call for book reservations first. Uh, you know, it, I, you're very kind to offer everyone the menu, but 
you know, restaurants don't have to offer everybody the menu. They can make it a call ahead special if, if they make that rule. So call ahead, you know, look up the menus, book ahead, yeah. call ahead. And, we have and, found uh, post COVID restaurants are for the last three months, we've been extremely busy. I'm very happy, but make sure you do make a reservation so we can take care of you. That way we can uh, honor your reservation and the timeliness. And you mentioned Resi. It's very important now. This summer, there's so many more restaurants that have come on Resi. If you've been used to using Open Table, Resi is just as easy. You know, look at both Open Table and Resi, R-E-S-Y dot com, you know, to find your restaurant reservations. Also, there are a few that take reservations on Yelp as well. But that's you know, correct. Check check Open Table and Resi for your res for your reservations. What's uh, you know what's something on the menu now at Grace or Little Red Wasp? that people might not know about if they haven't been back in a while. Tell well, me I think something the, to come the back. The best thing right this time of year is the tomatoes right now are outstanding. He's got oh, fresh gosh, peas yeah. in dishes. I mean, it's all those summer vegetables are the way to come to a restaurant right now. It's just, they're, it's so fresh. He's got a great halibut dish right now with a little corn succotash. And then typically you can always come back in and get your strip, your ribeye, your tenderloin, and uh, you know, your lamb, but, Look at everything on the menu. He's got pasta dishes. Just there's it's great things to split and share. And Steve, that's all for you. You can have the strip, the tenderloin, the ribeye. <laughs> I'm a meat eater. <laughs> yeah, that's fine by that, me. We'll take you. <laughs> that's good. That can all be for you. I'll take Adam's halibut. I'll be I'll be very happy with that. So, Steve, you have any other questions about uh, Grace, the little red wasp, or uh, 61 Australia? No, how, how how do you say it, Austria? Uh, well, we'll just I'm call Austria. it Austria. I've been going. I've been to many Austrias in my day, and I'm still going. Yeah, I'm confused on what the name of the restaurant is. Sixty-one yeah. <laughs> Austria. We will call it sixty-one, and that that we'll. <laughs> I like it. I'll agree. We'll, with all, that. we'll all be very very happy with that. Well, Steve, uh, any other food news we should mention for everybody? Thank you for talking about Jamelli. Anything else that's open or new? Um. I, that's your department, bud. What, what's what's going on? <laughs> well, I mean, just just uh, you know, everybody's got something different and new. And you know, I down on the other end of the market, I see where there's a Grumps Burgers opening in River Oaks. So, mm -hmm. you know, Adam, the, I, I know that that you're talking about your own places, but it's amazing how the whole River District is flourishing now with restaurants on White Settlement past Jamelli, uh, between Jamelli and Heim. There'll be another new restaurant there. And then up toward River Oaks, now it's spurring new development in River Oaks. And there's a whole new west side to Fort Worth. When you talk about the west side, you know, there's a whole new west side that's growing out there. Uh, the, the, right. the busiest restaurants, I think, have been the restaurants along the river, the, the uh, Ascension Coffee, uh, which yeah. I, I wasn't sure how that would click. It's been a great success. And all the restaurants along the trails are doing great. Adam, where do you like to go? Well, it's... My favorite place is Grace. Then I like Little Red Wasp. And then I like to cook. So those yeah. are my top three. But I like to go to anywhere in, in the greater Fort Worth area. There's so many good independent restaurateurs and some great chains that make that make eating and going out fun. Is there anything we need to know about the restaurant business in general? I'm really encouraging people to be patient. The staffing is still thin. Uh, it, it, there's a high demand and a, a low level of experience in a lot of restaurants these days. I, is there anything you want to ask me? I think, like always, is just show a little kindness everywhere you go, both from our side and to you as a consumer and the consumer back to us. It is a transition period for restaurateurs, and 
trust me, we're out there every day trying to treat, teach and train. And lucky for me, I've been blessed with great employees. I've been very happy. I've got a great management team and my staff is stellar. So come enjoy yourself at Grace or Little Red Wasp. Okay. Well, Steve, anything else for Adam? No, I think that's it. Okay. All right. Thanks. Well, sorry I was late, everybody. <laughs> we'll be back again until the next Eat Speed podcast. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. And Adam from 61. Hey. <laughs>